Hey friends, it's Eric Hulkerin, and welcome to another episode of the Michigan's Best Podcast. All May long, whether you're watching the video version of this podcast or you're checking out the audio version of the podcast, it is brought to you by these sponsors who helped us feed the front lines and feed first responders on Nurses Day. Zhang Financial, Henry A. Fox Sales, University of Michigan Credit Union, Garrett's Appliance, Muskegon Surgical Associates, and Chemical Bank, a division of TCF National Bank. On this episode of the podcast, Bob and I revisit opening up. What's it like to open up after we've been in quarantine for so long? I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Michigan's Best Podcast. Bob, how are you, my friend? Fabulous. So, so we are coming off of a holiday weekend and uh, Michigan, at least, is starting to open up. And so I thought it was a uh, fun time for us to get back together and talk about what it's like to open up. I just got an email this morning from the malls in the area that are opening up and how excited they are to welcome people back. And while it's going to be different, you can feel... I don't, I mean, you, it feels different to me, right? There's an excitement. There's a, this, this feels like we're taking a step in the right direction. What yeah. do you guys, you guys have obviously um, been in this the entire time, but, but what's it like for you guys to now go from drive through to patio to inside? What, what's that whole process like? Yeah. I mean, there's, there, I, there's so many steps for a business in that, that. And then there's so many steps uh for you know what i'll call civilians so you know there's your business owners and there's your civilians uh, people but you know the, the way i kind of look at this is we've all been in boot camp uh for for a long long time and we've, we've been going through the ropes courses and crawling to the to the tires and and, and what we've been doing is uh, just like boot camp getting a, a crash course on what it means to be uh safe and uh socially distant and so on and it, it's taken us all a while uh, to get used to that and of course <clears throat> the the concern is that we take our training in boot camp and apply that out there now so it's not like we're getting out of prison and now we're free and we can do whatever we want we still want to practice all the practices uh that, that we've learned and you know the thing that i always want people to remember is that the things that we learned aren't really about them. It's really about everybody else. And so uh, as things do loosen up, uh, so to speak, uh, to, to when you enter the world and, and you feel a little bit safer to exercise all those safe practices for everybody, because, um, you know, the, the coronavirus has not gone away. Uh, that is for sure. And it's, I love the analogy of changing it from prison to boot camp because you hear a lot about and you and I have talked about this a little bit, but you hear a lot of people saying, I'm getting through this. I'm just going to I'm just surviving this thing. And this whole idea of, of treating it more like what have I learned so that I can then execute it in in the world itself. So, you know, when I leave my house for the first time to go inside a Big B and have a coffee with a friend. Yeah what are the steps that I can do to make sure that I'm safe and they're safe and the steps that you're taking to make sure that everybody else is safe? Um, I, I love that advice as opposed to we're surviving it. How do we thrive in it? That's right. You know, I, I think back to, I think it was the early eighties, you know, when there were salad bars and somebody introduced sneeze guards and, and just the thought of calling them sneeze guards kind of grossed me out altogether. But, you know, basically <laughs> what what's happened is we've all been trained, uh, to, to be our own sneeze guards uh, on, on, on everybody else. And, and, and the more we can do that, just 
the better everybody will be. But the other thing, you know, that I want to let people know is uh, to, to don't forget to fly the plane. You know, so uh, when when <laughs> when pilots fly a, a plane, uh, when the when the bells and the whistles and the buzzers start going off, uh, the most common uh, thing that happens that creates a, a plane accident is the pilot becomes so distracted by those bells and whistles that they forget to fly the plane and the plane crashes. And so, uh, again, what I want to make sure is that 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 we we sort of shut out all the noise uh, on this coronavirus thing and just kind of stay focused or as focused as possible on our own personal safety and knowing that we're doing that too for the well-being of uh, everybody that's out there. For, you know, for small business, uh, the, the thing is, and we've been coaching all of our owner operators on this, uh, as you approach opening moments, um, you should really be uh, training or updating your staff on, uh, you know, safe COVID procedures. And there are so many uh, that, that are necessary and really coaching your customers too. And, you know, the thing that everybody needs to know about a small business is the consumer now will judge it immediately in one in one tenth of a second as to whether they think that place is safe or not safe. And so the lesson that I take away from that is that, any business could not exercise safety and sanitation too much. You just can't do it too much, right? Because one small slip and boom, it'll be out there in social media and and, and possibly people could destroy the reputation of your business, right? So yeah, yeah. being sort of the arbiter of uh, safety and sanitation in your small business world will be so important. And, I, you know, I've been saying that with the, the people I've been meeting with is this idea of over communicate, make sure that when they show up, they understand what they're supposed to do, because and Bob, you and I have, have touched on this, I think, in episode one, but we're moving in away from what Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? That was what we all talked about at the beginning. But now yeah. we're more in, in the, you know, the diffusion of innovation model, right? And you've, you've got the to your point, you've got the laggards who feel like perhaps this place isn't safe. And what does yeah. that person need to feel safe so that they can be welcomed into this place? And how can we um, deputize, if you will, those yep. early adopters to go and tell the story that this business did this thing and it was awesome um, so that they can they can help you do some of that heavy lifting? Because you're right. As soon as something happens and the 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 crazy thing about where we are right now is if we think back, Bob, to 13 weeks ago, yeah. one of the things that came out was don't touch boxes, leave your groceries outside. Right. Right. 12 weeks passed, and then they're like, that's not really a thing, right? So we're still trying to figure out what is and what isn't. And, and as a business owner and, and someone in your position, that's got to be really difficult to kind of play the game when the game moves from shuffle ball to cornhole, to pool, to bowling, to basketball, right? Because it's all different disciplines. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and so many times we can go back and big B and just rely on the values we've created over the years. And so, we, you know, one of the things in our operating philosophy, uh, one of the bullet points on that is uh, create one new big B coffee fanatic per day per store who will actively promote us to others. Well, that's sort of a marketing mantra. And it's really uh, what, what we like to say is we want everybody to leave in a better mood than when they arrived. But now, if you lay lay on COVID on this, the, the, the principle just still really applies. What we're, 
we're trying to create a Big B Coffee fanatic who will actively promote us to others. And so therefore, if we're talking about safety and sanitation, that's what we want. We want to execute to the level that somebody goes out there and says, you know, those guys at Big B Coffee, they're a little crazy on their safety and sanitation. Uh, you know, you want somebody to be saying that at whatever uh, communication they're having with somebody else, mm -hmm. because that would be the the best messaging that could happen for any small business out there. And what I've been fascinated to watch, especially in the in the food space and the retail space, is during all this, you're starting to see innovations show up that you went, well, yeah, why don't we do this? So when you go to the grocery store and they've got plexiglass between you and the cashier, you're like, uh, yeah, why haven't we done this the entire time, right? Because I can still see you, I can still talk to you, and it's a barrier that helps us from colds, from flu, like all those sorts of things. And yeah. That's, you know, that's the stuff that I look at and go, this is, this is awesome. Yeah, it is really awesome. Uh, unfortunately, you know, like wearing a mask or having plexiglass used to mean different things. You know, like if you went to a fast food place that had plexiglass, you might think it was unsafe in the past. Sure. Or if you watch somebody wearing a mask, you might think that they were sick before. And so when I say that we've kind of come out of boot camp and we've been retrained, we've been retrained on the idea of what it means to keep everybody safe. Uh, and secure, you know. Yeah, this, watching the societal norms shift um, has been a, a fascinating case study. Because to your point, those two, just those two alone, were meant different things 13 weeks ago. That's right. That's and, right. and you and I, you and I could probably talk for another seven hours of all of the other things that you know send you in one direction or the other that were one thing in January and something right. completely different in May, you know? And so how, how are the, the owner operators dealing with all this? How are they doing during all of this, this shifting and sanitation changes and all of that stuff? And, and are they excited to welcome people back in? Totally. Uh, I mean, very excited. And, and the thing that we've done at Big B Coffee is we've been planning for this moment and, you know, and I worry about some <coughs> small businesses because, uh, they're sort of living in their circumstances and not working on their circumstances. And so uh, we've been asking our owner operators to visualize what it means to open weeks and weeks and weeks ago so that they could begin to prepare and make the changes that are necessary, both from a training perspective or, you know, the dots on the floor or the plexiglass or any any number of things, including restrooms and so on. We've been asking them to, to visualize that. And so I, I would just give a recommendation to anybody, whether you're a small business owner or a civilian, that you begin to visualize what what it means to either be accepting the public or being in public and what that means to you and how that looks to you. And if you can carry that vision with you, uh, I think it would be really valuable uh, for, for, for all of us, frankly. So in, and, in the in the before, not to cut you off, Bob, but in the before, that that whole strategy in, in the entrepreneurship world would be the difference be between working in the business and on the business. Totally. Um, and, you know, so you talk about visualization. Can you kind of give people some ways that they can get in that headspace to get out of working in it to working on it? Yep. Yep. I mean, uh, frankly, to me, it just always comes down to, 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 to sitting down with a, with a pen and paper or your computer or, your, or, you know, whatever, and begin to write the story of what that looks like uh, for you and for yourself. I, I've always found great value in, uh, in writing that out, painting the picture with words uh, about what you want things to look like. And, you know, the other thing is to uh, externalize that. So once you've decided what you want that to be, to tell others is really important too. And so, 
Uh, the minute you start telling others, what happens is people will support you and your particular vision, but they also just might get ideas from you too. Um, you know, there's one message I just want to make sure everybody gets, and that is, you know, whether it's your house that's that's been, uh, uh, maybe you have a second home that you haven't used or uh, your business that's been closed down or, or whatever, that everybody uh, needs to, this is like a PSA, sorry. <laughs> everybody oh, needs to it. bust their, their pipes uh, because I don't know if everybody remembers back in the Flint crisis, there was sort of a Legionnaire's outbreak. And what caused the Legionnaire's uh, outbreak was that water sat in the pipes for a long period of time and uh, it created an environment where Legionnaire's could manifest itself. And if you don't flush your pipes out where you let your water run anywhere from 10 minutes to half an hour, uh, there, there could be the, the potential, the possibility of exposure uh, to, to legionnaires. And so I just want to get that word out. Just the other day, uh, well, frankly, it was just yesterday, uh, some uh, state, uh, state official contacted me and, and said <clears throat> they had been into a Big B coffee and they were there to inform them about the flushing procedure. But Big B had already been ahead of the curve and, and the person explained that the home office already delivered all that information uh, to, to, to that particular Big B owner operator. And then that state official wanted to get a quote from us, A, how we knew about it and B, how we communicated it. So I just feel a real obligation to let people know to flush their pipes if, if, if they've been in an inactive business, particularly in the restaurant business. So let me ask the same question, Bob, because you and I are, this is our, the fourth time we've done one of these. And every time I do 15 or 20 minutes with you, I learn something new about you. <laughs> well, and I mean that because like, I think as someone who opens a business, they don't necessarily, I mean, who could anticipate having to learn about how to get rid of Legionnaire's disease if your business was closed? So how did you guys know that that was a policy that you had to enact on top of, um, and I'm going to count the number of times that you and I, uh, you know, bestow <laughs> the, the benefits of walking and clearing your head, but like on top of a global pandemic, you're also worried about these other things. So how did you guys know? Yeah. So, you know, it, it, that kind of thing happens uh, for two reasons. Uh, one, which I already mentioned, and that is externalizing your vision. So, you know, when, when you begin to externalize your vision, what happens is other people uh, give you input. So the, the second thing um, that, that is uh, impactful on this is in life building what we call scaffolding. And so uh, that, that there are layers of people that you communicate with on a regular business that may or may not be inside your business. And so uh, this one came to me actually from an acquaintance in Houston, Texas, that happens to be in the water treatment business. And I was talking about our stores getting reopened. And then he sent me an article about Legionnaires. And then boom, you know, I sent that immediately to our training people. But it's, it's, it's building scaffolding uh, of people around you that you can communicate with on a regular business that may not be in your community and may not be in your industry or, or be in your family. Uh, those things can make uh, a real difference. Yeah, that's an, that's an, uh, an awesome piece of advice, right? Because if you're getting people uh, that aren't in your business, they can look at it from a different lens and, and obviously see something coming that you wouldn't see because you're on the tracks and you're not seeing yeah. the train coming, right? That's right. That's right. So, you know, to kind of wrap this this episode up, I, I want to talk a, a little bit about people because that's that's sort of what you and I do. We talk about people. And so from, you know, you use the word citizen. I'll use the word consumer. Right. From a consumer perspective, 
and you and I are both consumers despite what we do for a living. What are what are some ways that consumers can help this opening go better? Because that's that's one of the concerns for I think every business owner, large or small, is that you can control everything you can. Yeah. And then you open the doors and that control is sort of out the window because you're inviting people in who may or may not ascribe to the things that you've done. And so as a, a person who's going to go to a Big B or the mall this weekend as they're opening up or the zoos when they open up, like what are some things that, that we can do to make sure that this goes as smooth as humanly possible? Yeah, for me, I mean, the number one piece of advice is always to remember it's not about you, it's about everybody else. So if, if you can just have that perspective um, that, that goes a long way. Of course, you know, would love that everybody does wear a mask. Um, and wearing a mask is again, not about you. It's about everybody else. Uh, and then, uh, just being more, uh, thoughtful and considerate of others. So a lot of times we walk around in our, in our own world and we're really not even aware of the people or how we're impacting people with our presence. And so just kind of looking up, making eye contact and, and knowing uh, between the two of you uh, that, that you understand what's, uh, what's going on. So that basic human uh, considerations. <laughs> do, do you think, because um, I've seen some data while we've been at home that website consumption and social media consumption is obviously inverted hockey stick. Yeah. The interesting part, though, and you and I were on the same webinar when, when I shared this, the interesting part is that mobile isn't seeing the same inverted hockey stick because we're not as mobile. Yeah. Do, do you have a sense, and, and this is not really either of our areas of expertise per se, um, but in your estimation, do you think people will do eye contact more and less face down when they're, you know, when they re-enter the world? Because I feel... Uh, when I go out in the world, I want to be a little bit more aware just because of everything that's going on. And so I'm spending less time doing that, but I don't know that that's going to be a societal norm. And I'm wondering your thoughts on that. Yeah. I, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Um, I think there's a longing for contact. So, you know, the, one of the outcomes of isolation or uh, staying at home has been, you know, there hasn't been contact with people. Um, my mother's a great example. She lives by herself and, she hasn't touched another human being in six weeks. And so on Memorial Day with, you know, very safe social distancing, we had her over on our deck uh, and uh, she got to hold our dogs. And so just for a moment, she, she, she got to touch another living thing with a, with a heartbeat. Uh, so, you know, in terms of making eye contact, I think people really need it. Uh, they need to look at people's uh, faces uh, as much as they can. And, you know, today, uh, the only way that you can see a smile is to see the smile in people's eyes. And so, yeah, I think that there will be more intentionality uh, about making eye contact and, and having human contact that way. Awesome. Bob Fish, co-CEO of Big B. As always, a pleasure, my friend. Be safe. Stay healthy. Bye. Thank you again for checking out the Michigan's Best Podcast. Want to take a moment to thank the other sponsors who are making these podcasts possible all May long. We're talking about Frankenmuth Credit Union, Northwoods Village, Fifth Third Bank, Stanley Steamer, and Chelsea State Bank. So thank you to all of them and to our other sponsors who are making these podcasts possible all May long. Be well, friends.